Welcome to Real Life with Lori, with your host, Lori Miggins, the show where we speak about life challenges and how to overcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us with Real Life with Lori. Today, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Steph Wise. Steph is this welcoming, loving, inclusive personality that I met at a mutual workspace called Collab in the Ottawa area. If you're looking for a place to go and meet other entrepreneurs and just get to know other people, um, it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, and Steph was one of the first people I actually met there. She was uh, this person that um, I knew you had your hands in a lot of like different circles, but I didn't know just how many until I got to know you. And one of them was to our Toastmasters group was uh, Collab Toastmasters, where you learn how to speak properly, you know, and, and do better public speaking, which obviously I can do a little bit more at practice on. <laughs> but uh, when I had to leave Collab Space, um, I wanted to keep connected. And you said that to- you welcomed me into Toastmasters, and it- but it's been history ever since because the group is amazing, obviously led by some awesome people as you were the past president. And now we have Camille as the current one. And so that's how I know your lovely face. Um, thank you, Steph, for being on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, and I'm looking forward to chatting with your audience. Me too. So, Steph, um, just I got your bio, and you know, like it's like I said, your hand is in multitude of co- uh, cookie pots. Uh, why don't you just chat a little bit about what makes up Steph and why you're so awesome? Thank you. Well. Um, I'm a mompreneur building a global business, uh, really at the core of my being, I enjoy contributing to other people's lives in a positive way, whether it be speaking, uh, building people up, training, teaching, inspiring, motivating, connecting people to what they need with resources or people or advice. And so, um, I've done a lot in my professional career. I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 19. I ran a painting franchise when I was in university, and I learned a lot about business from an early age. I also put myself through university, put my business wow. degree, um, doing that, and I ran a successful franchise, and then I moved into a leadership role where I was teaching other students how to do the same thing that I did, and that's really where I found my my love and my passion for teaching people about business, and it was It was less about the money, but more about impact and more about contributing to people's development and skills and confidence and all this. So I knew I had found something that, you know, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, And I spent about a decade, almost a decade, nine years with that company. So I, I, you know, I mentored other people, about 100 people in that environment. And then when I had my son... The president of the company created a role for me that suited more of my lifestyle. So not 20 franchisees that I was mentoring, but uh, working with new coaches coming in. And I was involved more in like systems and process development for the organization of Ontario to Eastern Canada. Um, And I, you know, I kind of reached a point of stagnancy. Like there's only somewhere so much you can grow in a role. And, And I had been there for quite some time. Um, And it was my mentor in that business, uh, her name's Sophie, who introduced me to the company that I'm partnered with now, Opulence Global. Um, She came to me one day and she said, Steph, I found our retirement plan. And I said, okay, um, 
I'm listening. <laughs> you know, she taught me everything that I know. And so I, I, you know, I took a look and at the time I didn't have a lot of time. You know, I was working 60 hours a week. My son was a year old. Um, but I understood the vision, you know, the e-commerce potential even eight years ago, where it's just yeah. kind of been coming. Um, and I saw that I could do what I loved, which is teaching people about business, but on a global scale, you know, with power of technology and internet, like there's no boundaries. And so um, I got started. I, you know, worked kind of five, eight hours a week, part time, wherever I had pockets of time over a period of time of six years or so. But I was never really like fully committed. Um, like I was never really fully invested. It was kind of just something I did on the side. And um, apart from that, I've you know I've worked in staffing. I did a little stint in the corporate world. I did some consulting. I did sales. I've done recruiting. I've kind of done all pockets of different things uh, professionally. But now I you know I work full time pretty much with uh, Opulence Global. I support a global team of a thousand, almost a thousand partners in twenty five countries. Wow. And it's just amazing to be able to speak life and help people achieve success in business and you know, better themselves, better their lifestyle. Like I, you know, I'm really happy with kind of where I've ended up today. Um, as you, as you mentioned with Toastmasters speaking and leadership, um, personal development is a, is a big passion of mine um, because it, it really has changed my life, you know, in the darkest days that I've experienced in my life. It was something that gave me light to sort of pull through and gave me hope to work towards something bigger than myself. And so that, comes out in a lot of what I do because it's it's been transformational for me. So yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, we were talking a little bit. I think that's actually what we really connected on. When we first met was about personal development, and I can't remember which speaker we were talking about, but I think we, the conversation lasted a good hour, so I should probably remember. But I remember that being one of the few connectors where I was like, oh, that's the conversation. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So you are on here to talk about, you know, a, a really big event that happened in your life and how it kind of helped you, you know, shift your your mindset and, you know, ultimately something big that you overcame. Um, and I just wanted to know more about it because it's something that I know you speak about, but you don't speak a lot about it. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear about how you were, your successes and your challenges and, you know, how you became even better of a stuff that I know now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I've always been an achiever, um, mm -hmm. always striving for the next thing. I was the first in my immediate family to go to university. I was always on the go, always doing a million things, running my first company from 19. Uh, but my greatest growth came from my worst season. Um, up until a few years ago on the personal front, to say I was a little careless is an understatement. Let's call it reckless. From the outside, um, it looked like I was playing my cards right. It looked like I had my shit together. I don't know if I'm going to swear on the show. You absolutely are. <laughs> um, I had a good head on my shoulders. I've had success. Like, I, you know, people looking at me would see that. The people who really knew me knew some of those struggles. And, and even though it, that's kind of how I appear to the outside world, it was really only until the next time I messed up. Um, you know, again, those who know me may have known some of those stories. Those who didn't really maybe didn't know me at all or didn't know that side of me. And, and I don't um, I don't associate myself 
as that person in this point in my life, but I want to share a little bit more about that because I think it's, it's important that we share ourselves fully. Um, so I struggled, I struggled with addiction. Um, you know, my drug of choice, drugs of choice are cocaine and alcohol. Uh, why? Because it helped me have fun and helped me forget and avoid things that I didn't want to do. Right. So it was an easy scapegoat. Yeah. Uh, when I became a mother, like through my twenties, and I think we all, you know, we all have those party time, but maybe not all of us, but I know I sure did. Uh, when I became a mother, things calmed down a little bit, um, thankfully. But even so, I I made some choices that I'm not proud of, and I've, I've lived with a lot of shame and a lot of, um, you know, like you beat yourself up when you make mistakes yeah. and when you um, do things that you're not proud of doing. And that shift in that mindset and where I am today didn't happen right away. And while even in that time, I wasn't out partying all the time, um, on the on the occasions that I did, I took it too far, right? It didn't matter if I had commitments the next day, didn't matter if I had to pick my son up, anything went, you know, if I had a few drinks and I just, I wanted to go. And that was, you know, that's reckless, right? You know, behaving that way when you have commitments and you have people that are counting on you and to make those choices, even still, is yeah. not the right way to live now all of that to say like that's kind of it paints the picture of the context of how I was living my life uh four years ago uh, my world turned upside down so it was a specific incident and I want to share a little bit about that story because it, it was really pivotal in my life in what has created lasting change and this progression and this journey of of good things that have come out of it um okay. And yeah, so I guess, so, and it's, it's funny. I was sharing in our voice notes before we got on the show, um, you know, it's pretty much four years to the day where this happened. Yeah. It's a very time, very timely um, to come on your show around this time, because it's been a big point of reflection for me as well. So I just um, want to point out karmic carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so I was living, you know, a little bit by the seat of my pants, taking on all these endeavors, you know, what have you. Um, I was at a wedding out of town. My friend from high school was getting hitched and, you know, I couldn't uh, wait to sort of celebrate with her. Had a great time, needless to say, open bar, the whole nine yards out of town. And um, the next morning I, I woke up, like, I don't, honestly don't remember. I blacked out. Like it was one of those crazy nights and that's, those are the, those are the times where you get yourself into trouble. Right. So, um, the next day I woke up and I just like, I just wanted to go home. You know, I was like, I need to get out of here. I'm going to go, got in my car. Um, and I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the right shape. I shouldn't have been driving. And how many times, you know, do we get behind the wheel after we've had a few or even the morning after and you're really not okay? Looking back on it now, it's like I never should have done that. Um, but everything happens for a reason. And there's, you know, sometimes we need to learn these hard lessons. So anyway, so I get in my car, I get on the highway and I went to check, um, I went to check my phone for a text message. And it was like literally that split second the next minute that I remember, I open my eyes and I look up and there's police officers running down this ravine towards me. Wow. I had hit a soft shoulder on the highway, spun into a ravine, rolled, and there I was. Wow. So, because 
groggy, disoriented, wasted, if you want to call it that, right? And I chose to get behind the wheel. If it was normal pavement, there would have been no consequences. If it was a normal field, there would have been no consequences. So this is where I found myself. Um, Amazingly, I walked from the car unscathed beside, you know, some broken ribs. I had a concussion um, from the trauma of, you know, rolling my vehicle and a a seatbelt burn across my body. So the seatbelt was was the very thing that saved my life. Um, So my injuries were mostly the result of my seatbelt. And there's no question, there's no question that someone was there watching out for me that day. No kidding. I always live my life taking risks, right? I've always kind of lived a little bit on the wild side, you know, not really thinking too much of the consequences. That day I risked it all and it, it almost took my life. Um, and I'm very lucky, you know, if I, if I wasn't wearing my seatbelt, I wouldn't be here today to tell this story. Thank goodness um, for that seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember um, the first time, the first time I saw my son after, after the accident was like, probably the hardest, Mm. the hardest moment to really bear. Yeah. Um, You know, I couldn't help but just like fall uncontrollably because I, I was like besides myself at the thought that, you know, my little human wouldn't have a mother that, you know, my mom wouldn't have me anymore and how it could have just ended that day. Right. Yeah. Because of one choice, because of one decision. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, apart from that, it's like, the, I realized that, you know, my work isn't done here. Like I had so many other people to touch and to impact and people's lives that I could have a direct influence on in a positive way. And I'm here, you know, we're all here for a reason. Right. And, you know, it really makes me, made me think about like how, like if I did die that day, you know, how would I, how would I be remembered? Like what's the legacy that we leave when we leave this planet when we leave this physical form? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so that was like, you know, a big thing that that shifted for me, um, you know, and just realizing when you're faced with mortality, it's like it really puts things into perspective of what's important to you, 100%. And how yeah. you value your time and who you spend your time with and, and the intention and purpose of it all and fulfillment of life and how we carry out our lives every day. Um the accident was the final straw for me. The message from the universe was pretty loud and clear. I had to make a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was given the chance. I was blessed with the opportunity and the chance to be able to do that. Um, so from there, I took personal responsibility for my actions. I created a new reality by making a commitment to grow, become more, show up powerfully for people, um, to create my vision and to choose my words, my thoughts and my actions carefully. Um, in that, I learned to love the hard because, you know, we grow the most when we're faced in, with challenging situations yep. um, to appreciate when you get knocked down and looking for the lesson instead of sitting there in shame or feeling sorry for ourselves, like putting yeah. that spin on it and anticipating challenges and chaos in our lives because that's <laughs> where we grow the most. Like that's where the magic happens. Right? Yeah. We're yeah, all facing <laughs> chaos and challenges like we can't avoid it. So we might as well dance with them. Right. I love that. I love that dance. with them. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, from that, like just to, to, to finish off, and I know we'll just continue this 
can, you know, feel free to ask me, poke at anything I am sharing, but following that time, it's like you, the roller coaster of emotions, the uh, financial setback, like some of the things I was doing for work, I couldn't do anymore because I lost my license. I was injured for quite some time. Um, You know, legal penalties, like it was a pretty tough time in my life. I, I had to go on welfare, um, which is not easy for me to admit, admit and not something that many people know uh, because I was struggling in a big way and I had no other option but to, you know, just survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, um, you know, so that lots of learning and lots of stuff happened in that time of my life. Um, you know, the choices I was making, even leading up to that were sabotaging. And I didn't realize that. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, when we start to make the right decisions, we take our power back. Um, yeah. And I've learned that like every day we're writing our story, like every day we're writing our story with the choices we make, what we choose to put in our body. You know, we need to give our bodies the things that our bodies and our minds need and love that fuel, the care, the rest, the water, alcohol and cocaine was an easy feel good for me, but it did a lot of damage. And Mm -hmm. I'm proud now that I have a a handle on it. I quit cocaine a few years ago. Um, It's no longer a part of my life. And with alcohol, it's on occasion and in moderation. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect solution, but it works for me. It's like I've come leaps and bounds to where I am now and I have control. So, you know, here today I'm stronger. I'm you know, made those choices to, to step up and take a stand. I, you know, chose to set, stand up instead of stay down. And we always have choices in how we feel and how we react and how we act, like the actions we take. It's always within our control. Sometimes it's just hard to see. Yeah. Sometimes it takes like this crazy <laughs> situation for the universe to just like yep. smack you around for you to realize it, right? Yeah, I yeah, so that's a little bit about where where I've I've sort of come from the last few years. Well, what happened a few years ago to kind of shift things into a different trajectory for me? I mean, not only with your own self growth, because I did not know you before the incident, but knowing who you are now, like not only for your own self growth, but how incredible you it is to, that you can take all these hard lessons and be able to teach them to your son as well. And be like, be that awesome act. Like, I mean, it, it's for me when I, when I'm going through my sobriety and learning how to manage myself, it's given me that gift of being able to instill things for Kraken as well, where I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to give her these gifts of information or be able to teach her things that had I not gone through the suicide attempts, had I not gone through the therapy, had I not gone through, you know, being able to, work on myself and develop myself. So I think it's, I mean, you must be like this amazing mom to your kid, being able to like have the information you had before the incident. And now the, all the information you have afterwards, your kid is going to be so set up for like having such a successful life and, you know, taking the hard blows and learning from them and, and being able to develop even more. I think that's ridiculously cool that you're able to pour into him like that. I mean, a little bit biased because, yeah, I mean, you know, pouring in and also, the power of like being present. Yeah. It's like that, that was a big lesson. And, and that's like, that impacts the quality of our relationships like yeah. so much. Right. Of course. And, yeah. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. It's not perfect because it's, it's hard when we're attached to our phones all the time, but being intentional about putting it away and really having that, you know, presence um, with them is, I think has been the biggest practice that has really helped me feel like I'm being the best mom I can um, yeah. And also including him in all the things that I'm doing, uh-huh. learning and he's seeing and, and he's like, he's inspired to, to, you know, take control of, of the things that he wants to do. To, yeah. To, to and be able to be happy. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of what you and I were talking about before the show is being able to cultivate and encourage their, their interests and, you know, giving them that opportunity experience and grow within their norms. So that's, that's amazing. So for the Tuzalan thing, what kind of self-development did you do after the, uh, after the crash? Like, did, what, did you go through therapy? Did you, you know, what certain books did you read? What kind of things did you do to grow into this miraculous, awesome person that is stuff? Yeah. Well, one of the first things that I, I did was help start this Toastmasters club. So I, I, you realize that, um, for me to grow and to become this person that I wanted to, I needed to, to develop my skills. And so Toastmasters seemed to be a great outlet to learn communication and leadership. And, and those were things that I needed in my business too, with my, with my team. And so um, I shopped around for, for a club and decided, you know, with a few conversations at collab space that, you know, it would be a great place to start one because there was a lot of like-minded people who were looking for the same things. And I poured myself into that. Um, and that's been really, really fantastic because I get to hang out with people like you and we have a fun time <laughs> while we're learning. Like you can't, exactly. you can't get better than that. Apart from that, um, I love work. I love workshops and events. Um, Tony Robbins is is one that I, that has been transformational. I, I went to one of his bigger events oh, in, cool. in November uh-huh. and I've always like, I've attended these personal development workshops. Like I love them. I love the energy. I love how it fires me up. It leaves you motivated. And often though, it's like you leave them and you're, you're on fire and then it fizzles out like shortly yeah. after yeah. the, you know, the honeymoon, uh, honeymoon. <laughs> the honeymoon stage. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, after it kind of where the high wears off, if you will, um, for lack of a better term. But um, with with the with Tony Robbins, it was I learned some things there. I learned some tools that have created lasting change. And wherever I feel stuck, I can go back to them and feel better. Like priming oh, is awesome. one thing that I learned there. Um, and the, the, the mindset of being able to distinguish between like, what is true and what's your story, mm-hmm. um, and that distinction. So to explain a little bit more about that, it's, um, for my, a lot of my life, you know, about, like I said, I've been, um, high achiever. I have high expectations for myself, but like nothing ever seemed good enough. Like it was always the next thing. I wasn't celebrating how far I, I came. It was always like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. And it, it stemmed from a place of like not feeling worthy, like not feeling like I had what I needed to live a happy and successful and fulfilled life. And it wasn't until, and it was Tony Robbins, it was also Landmark Education, those two um, outlets where I learned to distinguish between what was the story and what was my reality. And I awesome. realized that I had, you know, it wasn't true that I wasn't worthy. 
it was, what was true is that I was enough. And even yeah. though just being able to make that distinction, it just, it was liberating because that was a limiting belief that I held for so long, for so much of my life, that when I let it go, it opened up other possibilities. Would you say that you were able to take that 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 uh, drive, though, to increasing and better yourself was still there? Because I find that, too, where, like, I feel enough, like, I am worthy that, that this of all the success I'm having is meant to be. Um, but I'm still able to utilize that drive and that passion of, um, you know, overachieving, if you will, to keep going. And, and that that's basically what drives me in the morning time to wake up. I'm like, oh, I have all these you know, these two projects that I can't wait to dive into. And so it's become an even more healthier um, focus, I guess, drive, because I, I get so into it that sometimes I, I look up and, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the afternoon, like I've been at this for a couple hours. Do you find that you're able to utilize that that energy? That's what I was looking for and and, and empower you in a in a healthier manner through the, the same kind of yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, everything is energy, and where yeah. we put our intentions to, um, like it's not, you know, it's not perfect. But when when you when when you feel like you're doing something that has meaning, yeah, that gives you motivation to to keep doing it, even though sometimes we may not always enjoy everything that we're doing. <laughs> like have that bigger fulfillment and and it feels like it's purposeful and that it is enough and that it's exciting then that you know is is fuel to keep you pushing through your day and what you need to do that doesn't mean we don't I don't have moments where it's like oh like you know it's like oh like there's the the cycle of things right but generally um you know I feel good that I I'm making a difference in people's lives and I I feel good about the work that I do and it's yeah. purposeful for me. So that is a big motivator for, you know, to just keep striving for, you know, what I need to do next. So, yeah. And I mean, what you do for like the, the, the source behind, like not only be able to coach and, and to train, uh, you know, your different, uh, your team members and stuff, but the products themselves are like, they're backed by science and they're, they're really healthy products too. I don't know if you can speak about them a little bit, but I mean, I'm, only heard good thing, great things about them. So, um, yeah, that helps that go on with like, you know, it's a fulfilling and rewarding, um, products that you're able to, to give. It's so easy to be passionate about them because they, they embedder a person. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think belief, belief in, in what you're doing, belief in the products, belief in yourself, belief in whoever you're, working with like in my case is the company I'm partnered with have a have a huge bearing on that uh the product that you're referring to is is one that like it feels good you know it feels good if you know something works and you see a difference in people that instills the belief in and of itself and um I I kind of got sidetracked when you asked me the the different measures that I've taken at the Tony Robbins event I want to come back to that for a second sure um, because the last day of his event was focused on health. And while we had this product that it, within our company that I was selling at the time, it was still fairly new. And I mean, health has always been something that had cr- crossed my mind. And like, I tried to, you know, made steps, but it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't a, always a priority in my life. It's like, yeah, I do, you know, have a salad once in a while and you feel like the health is not <laughs> Yeah. Right. The last day of uh, the Tony Robbins event was health focus. And he spoke about a um, 
a cleanse, like a 10 day cleanse where it's like no acid addictions, like no dairy, no carbs, no, like all the, all the bad stuff, no alcohol, no, um, coffee. Like there's a long list. And I came back from New York and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this cleanse when I get back. And I, at the time I was a smoker, uh, smoked most of my adult life. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go through this, if I'm going to go disciplined with myself with all these other things, like why mm-hmm. could we smoke a cigarette? <laughs> Fair but enough. That decision, the power of a decision. I was like, I'm done. Like, that's it. And I quit smoking the day I got back and I haven't looked back since. And, and Tony Robbins, but I think I was, I programmed in it in a, in the right way. I was like, it, it set me up to be able to make that decision for myself. Yeah. I had kind of always wavered and it went in line with, you know, the fountain of life, the product that, um, that I have is an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, all natural, um, highly effective, um, you know, I was taking that and I was, you know, talking about that, but it really, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be proactive at taking a, a great supplement, then you kind of got to do the other things that go along with it. Otherwise, yeah, you work. Like, yeah. you know, if you're going to take a supplement that you think is going to change your life, but you're still eating burgers and fries every day, like it doesn't, <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's a lifestyle change, right? Exactly. And yeah. so this cleanse and this challenge helped me, um, that discipline was, was important for me to learn because ever since then, I now I do something similar, a cleanse every three months where I just like, just give my body a break from some of the things that, you know, we put in our mm-hmm. body, caffeine, like it's in, you know, all these things. So kind of like um, an oil change. Sorry, go ahead. It's kind of like an oil change. Yeah. Yeah. The maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> Mind, body, re- soul, reset, refresh. Um, so I have that to look forward to every 90 days. And yeah, so that product helped, but it was, you know, it was married with lifestyle changes that I knew I wanted to make and I wanted to create, you know, a healthier me with my yeah. mindset. I've worked on that with my body, um, you know, and giving myself the chance to reset. Um, apart from that, the the journey of recovery, um, because I was faced with other consequences and other, you know, it was a mess, right? (laughs) Lots of of things I had to go through. I did, um, I did pursue therapy, like addictions therapy. So I, I did a, um, a course and it was focused on harm reduction. So not necessarily, um, abstinence. Is that that the word? Focus more on, for me, my goal was more of harm reduction because it was those situations where, you know, where it would be too much. And then it was, that's where the concept, that's where, you know, I would find myself in trouble or making stupid yeah. decisions. But also the process of, of doing the, the, the course and then um, in a group setting, uh, you really, you meet and you learn a lot about people and in, in the different places and where they're at. And with my, with my situation, like I didn't even walking into it, I was like, no, I have a problem. You know, I'm good. Like it just, it's only because of this, that this happened. And by the end of it, I actually realized that, you know, I did have something major I needed to work through. Right. Because if I'm putting myself in a dangerous situation where I'm putting my life at risk and other people's lives at risk, that's serious. Yeah. And so 
Um, and then also being able, because I was at the same time on this group, this journey of personal growth in the group, I was able to share some insights and things that I was learning that inspired other people in the group. And that I gave that so that was so powerful for me because it yeah. wasn't not that I ever thought it was wasted time, but that made it meaningful for me that I was able to, to, to give, to give to others. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe a bit more of a darker place or, or just not as further ahead as, as I was in, in their situation. So different, different, they were in a different cycle in their, their face in their life. And you were able to take what information that you had learned and pour back into the group that you had been learning from. That's that's awesome being able to get back like that. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 I still get messages. Like I, a couple of them I stayed in touch with and I just check in with them every so often. And, and that's I, great. You know, it's, it's like, that's, that was an important part of the process for me to, to yeah. really process everything and come out. It's like, cause when you think you don't realize you have the problem <laughs> and the problem will continue. But when you like recognize it and face it and address it and challenge yourself to work through it, that's yeah. where you can have, you know, some liberation. Right? Yeah. I had, uh, well, I mean, you, you, I've told you this a couple of times, but I've jumped, like I've fallen off the wagon, I would say about seven or eight times when it, until it finally stuck. But um, part of my recovery process was it was a group, uh, it was a group therapy Um, But it was like nine to five, Monday through Friday for six weeks straight. And you're right, like the amount of stuff that you learned from other people and like there are different cycles of life. Like all of us had been warded at one point. But whereas I came out higher functioning than some others were like, you know, there's a man that um, he was far off at the beginning. He was he was just in a dark place, ready to go back to being warded again because he didn't see any. Um, you know, any light at the end of the tunnel and didn't know how to live with his, his disorders. And then at the end of the six weeks, he was further along than I was just because he had done so much self development and, you know, really took the material and worked on it where I actually, I was okay. I kind of just drifted along and I took the information. I was kind of working with it. Um, And then I fell off the leg. I like, I just, I knew I had a problem and I chose to ignore it. And I was like, whatever, you know, I can live like it hasn't really affected my life that badly. And I'm like, I don't really have a mood disorder. What are they talking about? And, you know, because of that, I wasn't being honest, authentic with myself. I wasn't being authentic with my doctors. And then I ended up in the therapy again because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't because I wasn't honest with my my situation. um, I got diagnosed. I got misdiagnosed about three or four times until they finally landed on the right one. But it, it took it like what you said it, it takes that shut like that that final hit and that final blow you're like okay i hear your world i get it i'm done fucking up <laughs> time to be time to be what i'm supposed to be enough, right yeah exactly and yeah. like thankfully you know it's like our rock bottoms we're still yeah. to tell the story and to to, yeah. to and hopefully help others and inspire others we're yeah. going through some tough stuff there is light feel- in the tunnel right yeah, I feel so blessed that you were able to open up on the show and, and talk about it. Thank you so much. Because, I mean, it took me up until a couple of weeks ago where I, you know, was talking about my my rock bottom. And I'd been open in, you know, with my, my friends and family in my circle, but I had never been public about it. And 
when I finally hit, when I finally get like, just came out with it, it's almost like nothing happened. I was like, Oh, this is what I've been hiding behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, something before, but it's hard. It's hard, you know, yeah. to put yourself out there and to show that the true self that we never want to admit, like vulnerability yeah. requires courage, but it, it's, so it's so powerful courage. because it inspires yeah. pe- other people in a way that you exactly. can never imagine. Yeah. And I love, I love when people like you come out and you're just like, I did this huge fuck up. It was a fuck up. And I learned, from, I, and the, the ability to take, you know, ownership of and feel the you know personal responsibility. Like you said, that's like one of the biggest steps that I've learned in my journey is like, yeah, I kind of screwed that up. Like whenever I talk about my ex and my, you know, my last, my last relationship, that sounds so bad. Uh, my ex-husband, I mean, he's not my, I, I have a hard time calling my ex-husband because he is my best friend, but um, I was the, I was the fuck up in our relationship. Like I was cheating on him the whole entire time we were married and you know, it was, I was a horrible wife and being able to like have to come out and tell him that and then be comfortable and forgive myself to be able to just say it publicly and stuff. Like, I'm like, there is, you know, it, the idea of cheating before I really got messed up was never something I would think about. And now with my current partner, it's just, it's not a thing. So I can understand the, you know, like the, idea of being your authentic self and growing and being able to challenge yourself with something big and being open about it, having others hear you and see that there's an opportunity to be that open, to be the awesome person that you are now and to be able to learn so much and grow and and accept and be able to say it as part of your story, but be able to change it into something so big and tragic in your life and be able to say, Hey, I turned into this cool person. My son gets the, the, the blessings of what I've learned. And now I get to share it with the world and share it, you know, within all your, your tribes and people that I could go on and on about how incredible that is. So thank you very much for coming on and sharing that with us. That's such a huge thing to, huge thing to hear and a huge, thing, huge gift to us. So thank you so much. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the platform to be able to share. And I hope that um, it reaches the right person. I hope so too. I mean, I think that's part of life is being able to learn from our ex- experiences. And if somebody else, if it touched somebody else, it's almost like, I think it's part of, you know, human responsibility to say like, Hey, to the next person to connect them say like, I, I, this is what I did for my journey, but you know, here's our all here. Are, there is a, there is a responsibility to show that there is opportunity to grow and be successful beyond the, the tragic events that, that we are, that we go through in life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not defined by what happens to us. It's how we choose to react and what we Definitely. take out of it and how we apply the lesson we learn to make that change. But you have to decide that you want to make that shift, right? It's all choices. choices. Yeah. Sometimes they're easier than others. Like they're not, they're not, easy choices to make but um i think if you're you know as long as you're taking a step in the right direction it's not like you can't have the expectation that all of a sudden things are just going to be better but we can control over the small little actions and habits and things that we Mm -hmm. do every day um, yeah progress because if you make progress over time in those little repeated steps that we do every day eventually you'll get to this this new place right (laughs) a hundred percent Every little step learns to be, you know, you end up climbing the ladder or climbing the mountain you've been trying to climb for a while. Definitely. So in that, I think it's a natural little shutdown. 
Um, I always ask this question to help myself and help other people. What is one healthy thing that you do daily to live your healthy lifestyle? Well, there's a lot of things, but um, (laughs) physically, I I think moving my body every day, Mm -hmm. whether I have a workout or I go for a walk or I stretch almost every morning I wake up stretching. Um, I just, I think that's a really great way to wake up your body and it doesn't have to be a long time, but like even a few minutes, I just lay on my yoga mat and I check my phone or whatever I'm doing at the time, moving my body. Uh, The other thing that just for my own like happiness is I try to do something every single day that brings me joy. So I have my joy list and I'm always adding to it of things that like just make me happy and feel inspired. And I, I strive to do something every day from that list that that's amazing and that just I mean, it's one the small thing that you can bite off right like it's you know mm-hmm. it's not that hard to do something yeah <laughs> but I find that that is like that just gives me some focus and and mm-hmm. then I know at the end of every day it's like I've you know done one thing for myself that makes me happy yeah that's amazing I call mine the happy happy joy joy list oh, I like your name better and I yeah, I stole it from Randy Stimpy, obviously. But uh, um, what I use my list for is I use it to support when I'm going through a low cycle. So if I know that I'm if I'm diving with the borderline, if I know I'm diving into a, like a pretty heavy low, that's the day that I'll take like three or four things from that list to make sure I put them into my schedule. So I'll do you know some of my client work. And then I got I got this happy um, little event that I get to work for and. Yeah, but I like the idea of using it like daily just to grab one thing to one thing to steal from my list to just make sure that I'm I'm doing something for me. It's awesome. Thank you for that wise advice. See? <laughs> wise advice. <I named it. laughs> hey oh. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate the time you took. I know you've got a busy schedule, so it means a lot that you're on here speaking like you did. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day today. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks for having me on the show. Happy to be here. Happy I was here to be able to share my message. Definitely. And thank you, everybody that spent the time watching us today. Bye, all. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. To find all our episodes and more information, go to reallifewithlori.com.